Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy, a podcast that looks at the inspiration, intention, and actionable steps to help you jumpstart joy in the world, in your life, and in other people's lives. This is your host, Paula Jenkins. Welcome to episode 196. In this week's show, I'm doing a brand new solo cast all about the wisdom of letting it be easy. And this is something that I am so excited to talk to you guys about this week because it just keeps coming up in my world, both about how do you build a business that it feels easy and that leverages the things that you're really good at and that may become as second nature to you, but also how in your personal life do you really lean into the things that feel easy and that bring you joy? And so I'm going to talk about those things, how I've seen them unfolding in my own life recently, and it's going to be chock full of ideas how you guys can also work with the things that feel easy and feel like second nature and how those could be the clues and are the clues to starting your own business. And maybe if you've started a business and you're not quite sure where to head next or how to grow more, this is also a great episode for you because I'm going to share how I resisted some of the stuff that felt really easy to me to start out and then how I have grown and my business has expanded when I finally like owned that those are things that I love and that I would like to do more of. So before we get to that, I want to say a very warm welcome to all of you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Jumpstart Your Joy. I am super duper excited. Uh, Jumpstart Your Joy came out in 2015 as I was wrapping up my life coaching certification and I was looking for a way to promote that. (laughs) And then the podcasting thing became more of a thing that I realized I loved so much and it's become something that I do and something that I help other people do and totally excited that there is a whole class of people doing it right now. They're working on their shows and their mission statements and getting clear on what they want to bring into the world. I have another client who is launching this Friday. Congratulations uh, to Christy Tending and Tending Your Life podcast comes out on Friday. Get ready. And then a couple others that are in the works and another new inquiry that I am delighted by. And I'm also super excited to announce that I am going to be speaking at She Podcasts Live in Atlanta, Georgia. It is the first, all well, mostly all women, men of course are welcome, woman-centered podcasting conference. And I'm going to be leading a session about how to create new content and exciting kind of centered and targeted content around the topic that you love and you've been podcasting on. So if you don't yet have tickets, there's a link in my Instagram, uh, you'll see. So that's at Jumpstart Your Joy and come along to Georgia and I would love to meet you. If you're going to be there, please say hello in Instagram and I really hope maybe you'll show up in my session and that will be so much fun. I'm really delighted and I laughed and cried and yeah, was so tickled that they said yes to the pitch that I sent over. That will be a lot of fun. So let's just jump into this show about the wisdom of letting it be easy. So what is it? What is it when I'm talking about letting it be easy. Well, first of all, I mean, if you're looking to create a business or create more joy in your personal life, letting it be easy is focusing on what feels easeful, like something that is second nature to you. Maybe it's intuitive to like who you are and the things that you do. It's the things that you are drawn to and it's building around those things that you're drawn to and that feel simple and easy and intuitive and like second nature to you. I'm sure you know what those things are. I mean, for me, that's 
I mean, joy feels like second nature to me. Having a podcast feels like second nature to me. My personality type, I'm an ENFJ, so I'm a natural teacher, and teaching a class feels natural to me. I also love coaching. That lights me up. And my role as a project manager slash producer also feels super easy and intuitive and fulfilling to me. I think there's a fulfillment piece to this in when when we talk about what's easy. I think fulfillment, contentment, and purpose also all come into play. I also want to take a minute right now to talk about what this isn't, because I think there is a lot of noise out there about follow your bliss, follow your passion. And I want to be really clear that I'm not necessarily talking about that. I think there is an element of passion and bliss and that kind of stuff that comes into finding what's easy and what is right for you in a business or in your life. But it isn't just that, right? It also is not a simplified or naive approach to to what's easy and like just thinking that you can create a business where everything is going to be easy. I really love this post and I'll link to it in the show notes by Marissa Brack. I hope that's how I pronounce her name. She points out that the reality is that every job and every role that you'll do has aspects to it that don't always fall into doing everything that you love, right? I think we need to be honest about ourselves that even when we're building around something that we love, there's going to be something about that role or that job or that business that you create that's, you know, it's going to be administrative or it's going to be uncomfortable. Maybe you aren't an extrovert, but you're going to pitch people to be on your podcast and it'll push you out of your comfort zone. Now, of course, there are some people that, you know, do the things that you love and delegate the rest. I think that there is some wisdom in that and that if I'm not really good at bookkeeping, maybe hiring a bookkeeper would be a smart move. They're in their zone of genius. I stay in mine. But I think there's always going to be aspects and follow up or customer service or, you know, pieces of your work that don't light you up completely, but that you kind of go into knowing that this is this is what comes with the territory. And I think it comes down to integrity and courage. So if you're saying that I want to start a business around a podcast or I want to be a life coach or I just want to start my own business, then to be in integrity, you're you're building a business around what you love and you're going you're going to be treating it with the most respect and the most love that you can. So I think the integrity and courage piece kind of meet midway knowing that when you create something you're going to need to be prepared to take ownership of the things that fall within that business and the things that come up in that business. You don't get to just look the other way because you're, you know, following the mantra of I'm following my passion. Well, your passion's going to come with some other pieces and I it's just I want to call that out because I don't want this to get dismissed as something that's naively saying that all we need to do is follow our joy and everything will fall in line. I think there is a piece of that that's true, but there's your your footnote to it. So First things, the first thing to the wisdom of going with what feels easy is this is the one that I toyed with for a really long time. And number one here is owning what you love and stepping into it. So I mentioned at the top that I really do love coaching and podcasting, project management and producing stuff. But it was a very long time for me to like fully give myself permission that I actually owned it, that I actually loved it. And it's funny because when I look back and even consider some of the work I did with a coach early on, I knew that I loved that stuff, but yet somehow I thought that part of creating a new entrepreneurial space for myself meant reinventing to to the degree that 
I would somehow shed my old self and turn into something totally different. Like I would recreate myself. And the nuance here that I've discovered is that really to let it be easy (laughs) to create something that you love, it looks a lot more like evolution. And you're going to hear more about that next week because Christy Tending is coming back and I can't wait for you guys to hear this conversation. But it looks a lot more like evolution than it does like you're just turning into something net new, which I don't think is really possible for us anyway. But maybe some of the air quotes guru people out there make it sound like you could just stop being this and then you become that. And then somehow that's the way to be a successful entrepreneur. Instead, what I think, and it's especially true around people who are multi-passionate, multi-potentialites, these are people that feel like myself, that I don't have one true calling. There are lots of things that I love. And the really interesting thing to me around this owning what you love is that Emily Wapnick talks about this a little bit, but that one of the really big gifts of being a multipotentialite is that you have this innate ability to mesh together those things that you love and create something brand new. And so I am a podcast coach, producer, and life coach, and business coach. And all of that wrapped up together is what I do. And once I started owning that and saying yes to all of it and saying yes and, it could be a yes and career. I do this and this and this. Then I realized I was crafting something that was unique to me. It's something that I love and it's something that brings me joy. And it's really interesting. So the other thing that I'm going to weave into this discussion a little bit is the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And I want to, (laughs) it'll be in the show notes, go bookmark it. You want to buy this book because what Gay Hendricks does is this really lovely job of outlining how you can go from being in what he would call a zone of competence where you're doing things you're competent at them. Yes, you can do the steps of them and get through your day. But what he says is that really for you to be in the space where kind of you're in the zone and your abilities and your excitement and your passion and also the things that you're paid to do these things all fall together. That's what he calls the zone of genius. And so this book talks about how can you find your zone of genius? And he asks four questions that apply directly to this thing that we're talking about this week and specifically around how do you own what you love and how do you, you know, give yourself permission to say yes to these things that inspire you and start to craft a business around them. And his two questions are, one, what do you love most to do? And the, the, the other one is, and is what is your unique ability? And like I mentioned, I think finding your unique ability is not that hard when you're a multipod because you, in, you innately are creating things all the time and you probably have this really unique mesh of several things that you're really good at and several things that you're really interested in. So that is number one, owning what you love and whatever brings you joy and giving yourself permission to let that be the start of the evolution into this new thing that you want to do and this, this thing that you want to create and this thing that will be easy for you. Easy in a way. The second thing is saying yes to these things that you have noticed that you love and that feel easy and that bring you joy. And this is a little bit like one of the rules that comes from improvisational comedy or improv, and that is accept all offers. So one of the rules when you engage in improv, which I had (laughs) the pleasure of doing and have trained with Bay Area theater sports about, is that when you go into a scene with a group of people, one of the 
updated agreements is that everyone accepts all offers. So if somebody sets up a scene that says, hey, welcome to the diner. We're so glad you're here. The person then that responds to that says, oh, what's the special today? Instead of going, I'm not at the diner. We're in the movie theater. Because what it does is when everyone's saying yes and playing along, the audience gets excited and then a scene gets set. If people are blocking each other and saying no, but no, and it sets up a space of tension and it doesn't feel easy and it feels very contrived. In this space, and number two here of it being like improv and saying yes to all offers, here's where I'm going, (laughs) is I think that the universe is constantly giving all of us these nudges of the things that we love and the things that feel easy and the things that we notice that we like to do. And so this is really inspiration, right? Inspired, you're in spirit, you're in, it's full of inspiration. And maybe you notice, like I did, that like I had this inkling that I wanted to start a podcast. And so there's a nudge, right? It's giving me something I can use. It's up to me to say yes to that offer. You know, think of the universe or the creation or whatever it is as one of those other people that are in improv with you. And it's offering you up this thing like, hey, maybe you'd like this. And it's up to you to say yes. And (laughs) I do. And what's next? And uh, I think once I had embraced kind of the coach and podcaster producer role, I saw a lot of things shift for me. Everything started to feel easier. People know, they now know what I do. And they started saying yes to me, right? Like when you know what someone does, if in your case, you haven't really named it for your own audience, it's really hard for them to come to you and say, oh, yeah, you're the one that does uh, writing or you're the one that does fertility support if you haven't owned that for yourself and then said yes and stated it out loud for other people, right? They don't know to come to you for that if you can't state it yourself. I know that it also shifted something in me where I began to st- sound more confident and assured and my vibe changed around it. I am certain. <laughs> I can't really say that I notice it, but it had to be true because now people are coming to me, like I mentioned at the top of the show, to ask about getting a podcast started. Or I asked if I could speak somewhere and I got the answer back of yes from that. So I think once you've started saying yes to things and put that into motion, it gets a little bit of law of attraction-ish because you're acting as if this thing is already there. You know, when I say I'm a coach, a podcaster, and a producer, I'm acting as if that is already my role. And I think the universe rises to meet you and then it also knows what to hand over to you. The other interesting one around this is even that it came through this show, and this is so exciting and delightful as well, that I had done an episode a while back on mindfulness, and this would have been probably in April, and someone reached out to me who worked at a summer camp that I used to work at and said, hey, you do all this work with mindfulness. Would you be interested in creating a mindfulness program for our counselor staff? holy cow, yes, I would be interested. So like these things, you have to start putting out those things that you're saying yes to and let other people see them. And it's by putting it out there that you can see what resonates with someone else and where people can start to engage with you for the things. And that does mean that you need to start putting out the things that you love, right? Like I remember a long time ago, 
I used to say that, yes, I was very good at Excel as in the spreadsheet, but I didn't really want that to be the core piece that I became known for. So I would always downplay it. So play up the things that you want to be known for and the things that feel easy and make sure that those are the things you're amplifying and saying yes to and encouraging both from yourself, within yourself, and from the universe at large, because that's where you can start to find that zone of genius. And the question that Gay Hendricks asks around this very thing is, what work do you do that doesn't seem like work? What are the things that you could do all day and you don't feel tired or bored by them? And I think that is that piece where there's that resonance between your saying yes to the things that the, the universe is offering up and then really intentionally, um, kind of one of those key things with joy about the inspiration, intention, action, where you've been inspired, you saw the thing come through from the universe. Now the intention is to take the time to notice what things feel like you could do them all day and not get bored because that is a unique space just for you. So number three is the step where, where is an observation of once you have noticed these things that you love to do is that you are going to want to follow through on the inspiration and be unattached to the outcome. Now, I know that lots of us feel like when we start down the path of creating something, and the podcasting class is a great example. So many people get hung up early on, like they get the inspiration and they set the intention of setting themselves up to do a podcast and they get stuck dead in their tracks because they feel like they have to have it all figured out before they can go any further. And that is just a lie that fear is telling you. You do not have to have it all figured out and you don't have to even know what the end result looks like for you to begin, right? <laughs> it doesn't work that way at all. And I've seen a lot of people get hung up in that space. So I think one suggestion here is that you can try whatever it is on. So you've gotten this idea, maybe it's to start a podcast, maybe it's to write a book, maybe it's to start a blog. You've got the idea to do it. You're inspired and your intention is to give it a try. And then my suggestion would be to try it on and really embody the spirit that it is, it's for exploration. For right now, this thing, if it already feels easy, just try it on and see where it goes. As kind of a footnote there, when I started this podcast, it truly was to kind of set the wider net. It was meant as an, a marketing arm for a coaching practice. And, but I was, I held to that very loosely. And if you want to more, if you want to hear more about well-planned and loosely held, that's kind of this sense right here that you put the thing out there and then you see what happens because I don't think that any of us can fully plan out how something will impact other people or in any creative project that you can really see what the future is for, for the thing when you just start it. So same thing with your business. Put it out there with the, the sense that you're testing the waters, you're, you're exploring a little, and let it be. Let it be easy. Same thing with anything personal. You know, like if you want to try on something new, you want to, uh, you know, go for a new style or um, give it a try, hold yourself accountable and see what happens. Number four here is that when you start something and you want it to be easy, I think one thing that you could do is build something that you wish existed. But the, the idea is that if you're looking to create something that feels easy 
for you and something that you can build and that is sustainable from a business perspective, what have you encountered in your journey here on earth (laughs) and wish there was something to help you along the way with? And I know Michelle Ward does a really lovely job of saying, you know, she has become the coach that she wishes existed for her when she was trying to make the transition from being focused on musical theater and Broadway. And then when she transitioned into something else, there, there was not a creative career coach like the one she needed. And so she became that person for others. Another example would even also be my podcasting class that when I started out, I saw that there was a big void in this space of podcasting classes that really pulled together just the things you needed to know. I found found that I was pulling together lots of things on my own. And so then when people asked me, how'd you do that? And I put it out there as a class. It was a really exciting thing to see that it resonated with a lot of people and they would like the guidance of how to set up a podcast. So I think you probably know of something that people have come to you and asked for help with, or there's something that you know you wish you could have found when you were looking for something. You know, maybe that's a car buying guide or, you know, a how-to thing for something you've encountered. And I think that's a really interesting place because you probably already have a lot of great ideas on what that thing could look like. Number five around this, and it kind of dovetails with this, the build what you wish existed idea, is that when you're building something and you're following the wisdom of letting it be easy, this one might be one of the hardest pieces of this whole <laughs> this whole um, set of ideas, and that is to trust your experience. I think that a lot of people kind of get into their head and find that their inner critic or, you know, the vampire voices or whatever you call that comes up big when you start to create something that is new in this world or that is new to you or that when you're stepping out into an entrepreneurial role, how you can step into something new There's a lot of internal like kind of resistance and chatter that happens. And I think a lot of it is that we're not really comfortable with trusting that our experience is enough to do the work that we want to do. You know, and so I think a lot of people find themselves, they've found this thing that they like to do. They hope that it might be a business. They might have even tried on a little bit, but then before they can get really into it, they feel like, well, maybe I just need one more certification. Or if I only knew this, then I'd be in a position to really make it make a go of this business. And what I want to say to you, if you feel like that's coming up in your head and you've heard that voice, ask you those questions. Like, who are you to? Here's what I have to say. Trust your experience. You have a lived experience that is different than other people. And in your journey, there is something, and probably many things, that you can teach from a very authentic and very loving place, and probably in some cases, a very knowledge-based place that may feel really easy. What a lot of us do, in addition to like having these, you know, internal dialogue that feels negative come up, is that we also doubt that this thing that's easy for us, we don't believe that that's unique, right? Like, (laughs) it's sometimes hard to grasp that this thing that's easy for you in my in my own experience, project management is pretty easy. It comes naturally to me. It doesn't seem like a struggle. But I've had plenty of people say to me, there's no way I could do that job. You make it look easy, but I know it's really hard because you have to deal with, you know, any number of difficult people all day and and just get the thing done. And so, yes, for me, 
it doesn't feel like a struggle, but for other people it does. And there's probably some part of what you're trying to create or what you're trying to lean into with your business that has a similar tone to it. And that was one of the really hard things for me to own was that this thing that came easy to me was not easy for everybody else. And that my experience in it was enough for me to go forward and teach about something or that I could start a business based on this thing that I knew and I have the experience to do it. Because here's the other footnote on this topic. Your experience sets you apart even if it's only a year more experience than somebody else has in something. You've already lived it for a little bit and they have not. So you can help people just a few steps behind you and you don't have to feel like you're an air quotes expert at something just to put your take on it out there. You're much more relatable. In fact, if you tap into what you know of that journey and you can share what your journey was like for other people who are on it as well. So that is trust your experience. Number six, once you've started and you've kind of gotten through some of these mindset things and, you know, really owned this thing that feels easy and that feels like second nature and that feels like the thing that you want to start is build on what feels right and what resonates. And there's a lot of layers to this one as well. So I think, you know, once you've said yes to this thing and you've tried it on and you've started playing with it you know what's resonating. And that might be that other people are saying, ooh, can I ask you about this? Or it might be that you're getting, I mean, data and metrics are helpful to indicate what is resonating with other people. You get a lot of hits on a uh, blog post. You get a lot of downloads in a podcast. You start to build this knowledge or you have clients who, you know, on a call tell you that was really helpful to me. So you start to build this knowledge base of this is what is causing discussion. This is what is resonating with other people. And you know, internally, this feels right to me. This feels easy to me. I really want to do more of this. And I think being okay with some of those metrics. I mean, I don't, I, I hesitate to talk too much about metrics or, you know, things that people pay you to do, because I don't want that to necessarily be the focus of what you should grow. But on the other hand, they are a really good indicator of you know, your metrics, if people are really liking a specific message you're putting out there, that indicates it's a great one to explore a little bit further. If people are paying you to do something, well, then it means (laughs) that it's a great thing to offer more of and see if that continues to be something that somebody pays you to do. And I think we discount that sometimes because it feels uncomfortable. But I think abundance is, you know, it's energy and abundance can be Money and abundance can be social cachet and abundance can be downloads and abundance can be blog post views. So I I think it's a great way to start to get a pulse on what is working and what resonates. And if we go back to one of the Gay Hendricks questions around what what makes your zone of genius or how do you find your zone of genius, his is in your work, what produces the highest ratio of abundance and and satisfaction to the amount of work spent. And so that's where you really in the zone, where are you bringing in the money? What feels the easiest? That's the zone of genius. And I think that's a great question to ask. And really don't let yourself get too scared of saying, yeah, that does bring me money. And yeah, that does feel good. And so I think the real takeaway here is then once you have found those things, it's, you know, the inspiration of looking for those places where you find yourself engaged and 
feeling like you're um, excited about the thing. And then the intention of setting the intention for yourself to follow this idea or this feeling or this thing that you're doing another step further and setting yourself up for the exploration and then putting the steps into action. That'll be this last step. And that'll be, I guess, step six is commit to putting a plan into action around sticking with whatever it is that you, you know, kind of land on. So for your business or for your entrepreneurship or for your creative project, the real key here in step six is to set the commitment to act on this thing and set a timeline for yourself for how long you'll do it. Because one of the things that I encourage my podcasting students to do when they, after they've written a mission statement for their show is to set a commitment with themselves that they will be doing this thing for X amount of time. Myself, I set that up for a year of podcasting. It served me really well. I got into the swing of it and I was committed enough to myself to see it through. I knew that it felt like the zone of genius. I knew that I love it. And the other interesting thing is I knew there would also be something very hard. You know, something would come up that wasn't exactly what I thought it would be. And it would be easy to walk away, right? It would be easy to be like, oh, this isn't what I thought. I'm just going to stop. And that's where I want you, if you're asking, how do I get to the thing that feels easy? I want you to work through that moment where you're like, damn it, this feels harder than I thought it would be. This isn't what I thought it would look like. I want you to get past that because just on the other side of you feeling frustrated and feeling like it's not easy and questioning why you followed this path, just on the other side of that is where it plateaus back off. And it does, in fact, get easier because that's where you're learning things. I love what one um, woman, um, uh, Lizzie of Collective Gain, said about like the moment when you feel like there's all this crap happening and like, you know, the it's she called it like it's shrapnel coming off of a ship that's coming back in from orbit. It's really that you are leveling up to the next thing. And I don't think that can be underscored enough that. When you feel like things are hard, it's just because you're getting through the level and coming back through the atmosphere or leaving the atmosphere is maybe the case. So hang on and get through it Um, and don't be dissuaded by the fact that there are difficult things, even when you're following that thing that is in your zone of genius or that feels easy to you most of the time. It will come back around, I promise. Um, so let's do a quick recap and, and on the things that we just talked about. And those would be one, own and admit to yourself, give yourself permission to love what you love. That's part of your, your unique ability. And I want you to step into it and own it. It's okay to own it. You have permission Two, say yes to the offers that you are seeing come from the universe, right? Say yes to those little points of inspiration that you feel and the things that light you up, say yes to them and explore them with the intent of just be, just let it be playful. Let it be for fun. Let it be to see what happens, to try it on. Number three, follow through on the inspiration. So whatever these things you are that you've started to see come through in your life and that feel like they are easeful, follow through on that inspiration while being unattached to the outcome. Try it on. See what happens. Number four, build what you wish existed because you're already passionate about that thing and you already see the need and it's probably in the zone of genius somewhere. So build on that. 
Number five is trust your experience. And this one's the big juicy one, I think, of this whole episode, which is trust that you do know enough. Trust that your experience is just a few steps beyond what other people have done and that that will set you up to be unique. And then number six, build on what feels right and resonate. And number seven is to commit to putting the plan in action so that you can see the results. So that's it for this week. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. You can find the show notes for this episode at jumpstartyourjoy.com slash easy wisdom. And there will be a couple of links, one of them to Gay Hendricks book, along with all of the lists of things that I just talked about and his questions, if you want to refer back to that. Uh, while you're on the website, you can also sign up for my newsletter where I send out three things on Thursdays, which is three things Thursdays. And that's where I really break down the inspiration, intention, and action that goes with each of the episodes. And so if you want to get that and get a little bit more of the behind the scenes of what I'm thinking about when I record specific interviews or do shows like this, that's all right there on the website. And you can sign up at the bottom of the show notes. Uh, jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash easy wisdom and for next week's show i'm really excited i mentioned it earlier but christy tending is coming back to talk about evolution and how we can start to live the next level of our lives and it is really a fun and exciting conversation and i am so excited to celebrate with her as she launches a brand new website and her new podcast. And I'm honored to have been a part of that as well. So that will be next week. I hope you'll come on back for that. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy.